Good morning, friends. Welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. And welcome to a new term. It's September. And we start a new series here on Making Disciples for this new autumn. So I'm really pleased that you have chosen to spend a bit of time with me today as we explore some theology. What I want to do with this term is try to dive into some more theologically rich uh, area and explore uh, some things that maybe don't always get explored uh, in, in, in the church uh, in a way that can be helpful. So, for example, I want to start a little series with you over the next few weeks looking at the Trinity. Uh, lots of people say, Chris, I just don't get it. I, I live and work and minister in a very Bengali Muslim neighborhood where the Muslim community just do not get the Trinity. In fact, they think we are heretical for believing in the Trinity. Uh, they believe in one God. And they look at us and say, well, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's three gods. Therefore, Christianity is a heresy. Uh, so we're going to explore the Trinity and try to make sense of something for us here. Uh, what does it mean to believe in a Trinitarian God without drifting into heresy? We'll explore what it means, what, what is heresy anyway. Uh, so we're going to do that over the next few weeks. And I hope you find it really interesting. I hope you find it inspiring and I hope you find it really equipping. Uh, I hope it gives you questions and things to wrestle through and think about. So here we go. Welcome to Making Disciples. Just love to remind you, I'd love it if you would share Making Disciples, the podcast, on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your Twitter, whatever you use, share it. Let people know it's here because people don't stumble across podcasts. They get told about podcasts, which means I need you to help me get the message out there that this podcast is there. It's around. Um, do you know what? It's really bizarre. We have a lot of listeners in Denmark and in Norway, and a whole bunch in Australia. And uh, why, why are those people listening? They're listening because somebody told them about this podcast. So to those of you in Denmark, Norway, Australia, and the US, good morning, welcome. Welcome to Welcome Disciples. It's really nice to have you with me. So here we go, I'm gonna jump straight in. Well, let's jump in to this first episode, looking at the God who loves disco. So here we go. Let's explore the Trinity uh, together. I want to look uh, this week specifically at the Trinity as a whole. So when we come to explain the Trinity, there is this struggle that very quickly it is possible to drift into heresy. Heresy is incorrect theology. Uh, sometimes you may use an analogy or a picture to try and explain something, uh, but when you actually unpack it and look at it, you realise that's heresy. That's not what we believe at all. Uh, so heresy is is an idea or a thought that on the first pass may sound quite plausible or make, make sense to us. But once we start looking at it in more detail, we realise, no, this is just not what we believe. This is not true. This is not truth at all. So to explain the Trinity, it's a struggle and ultimately is impossible. Uh, the Trinity uh, is some uh, piece of theology, uh, belief in the church that is so complex, yet at the same time incredibly simple, that we always seem to get it wrong. 
See, the Trinity, the Trinity isn't a problem to be cracked, but a beautiful mystery. If you like problems, you like to solve a problem, you are going to find the Trinity a problem that you cannot solve and will frustrate you. One plus one plus one equals one. It's bad maths. Bad maths, but but a good God. One plus one plus one equals one. Bad maths, good God. If you want to approach the Trinity as a problem to be cracked, uh, you will be frustrated. But the Trinity is a beautiful mystery. See, love isn't a problem. Love's a mystery. What is love? It's a, it's a mystery. You can't crack it. It's hard to solve where that comes from. Uh, it's a mystery. So is the Trinity. And it will remain a beautiful mystery. And we can try to explore it and understand it and get our head around it. Uh, but ultimately, to approach the Trinity as a beautiful mystery uh, is far more helpful because it allows us to explore something with our, almost like the idea with it, with, it, with it in our hands, hands open, like coming to it, going, yes, I want to, ex I want to explore more of this, but I understand it's a beautiful mystery. See, let's just talk about heresy for a moment, just so we can get our head round uh, this. So often when people try to describe the Trinity, we'll use a picture or an analogy. Uh, but unfortunately, those pictures and analogies will lead us to some form of ism, some form of heresy and ism. You'll see what I mean by it in a second. So, for example, I've heard it said to me, Chris, the Trinity, it's like water. Water is liquid. Uh, water is gas and water is a solid as ice. The Trinity is uh, God in different forms. Friends, that line of teaching, you'll have heard it yourself, you might have even used it with your youth group or something. That form of thinking is actually called modalism and is a heresy. Uh, what we do not believe uh, is that there are three different modes of God and that God is experienced by us in three different forms. Um, that is called modalism. It, it is a, it's a heresy. It's, it's bad theology. And there's a load of these different uh, isms that uh, can be quite helpful to get our head around. So triism is this idea of three divine beings in one substance. It's this uh, belief that there are three distinct uh, divine gods that are wrapped up in one substance uh, this is called uh, tritheism and somebody uh, preaching once at a youth event said this story he went kids the trinity is like three bunnies three bunnies that you put in a blender you blend them up and you put them in one pie one pie but three bunnies <laughs> like what blended god um, tritheism three div divine beings blended together in one substance it, it's, it is heresy um, I love this one adoptionism uh, is the belief that Jesus was born human and somehow lived his life so beautifully that God adopted him into the Godhead and that Jesus was adopted into the, the Trinity, uh, heresy. Partialism. Now, if you've heard of 
the four-leaf clover, or the three-leaf clover. Four-leaf is the mystery of finding one, but the three-leaf clover. Uh, each leaf is part of the whole. Partialism is this belief that uh, each piece of the Godhead is only part of the whole. And what that implies is that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are only part of. Uh, and it's the part of that's not okay. No, we don't believe they're part of at all. They're, they're, they're fully in. Um, and then you've got, uh, you might come, the, come across the analogy. And I think I heard this shared on an Alpha course uh, at our place uh, not too recently. And I had to go, oh, we don't believe in that at all. Um, the analogy was... Uh, I am a father, I am a husband, and I'm also a son. So I'm both father, I'm husband, and son, all in one. It's three names. Um, God does not go under three identities or three different names that would deny God of the, the, the threeness of who he really is, these three persons. Uh, so simply saying that God is a father, husband and son in, in the sense of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And, and these are just three names to express who this God is. That actually denies uh, the actual character and persons of each uh, piece of the, the Trinity. See, I, even using the word piece is, is a problem um, because the Father isn't a piece of the Trinity. Uh, so you can see very quickly how we end up in some very mixed up uh, theology. Uh, I recently had somebody say to me that God in the Trinity, it's God in three different disguises, isn't it, Chris? The disguise of the Holy Spirit, the disguise of Jesus wearing a, a faint moustache and a beard, and the disguise of the Father. No, that, that's not true like we don't believe that the trinity has got in three different disguises so we have all of these different analogies that we might use and we have to be really careful because they all very quickly land us in a place of heresy so i just say this we worship a god in trinity in unity neither blending their persons or dividing their essence and this is where um it is a beautiful mystery. And I love approaching the Trinity from a more Eastern Orthodox um, philosophy, theology, worldview. Okay? So the Eastern Orthodox Church, they have this beautiful phrase, perichoresis. And the word perichoresis, broken up into two words, peri meaning circular, and choresis. Uh, is where you get the word choreograph from uh, or, or dance. Uh, so perichoresis is the circular dance. And I love in the Eastern Orthodox Church, they, they talk about the Godhead is a relational Godhead, three persons in a circular dance together. I love this. Um, mutual inter interpenetration and indwelling of the dance. I love that phrase, perichoresis, the mutual interpenetration and indwelling of the dance. Three persons distinct in themselves whilst at the same time 
a relationship that they are bound in woven together where they're still individual but yet they are also one and that's the trinity that is the trinity c.s lewis says this the trinity is a dynamic pulsating activity a life a kind of drama almost if you will not think me irrelevant the trinity is a kind of dance the pattern of this three personal life in the great fountain of energy and beauty stirring up at the very center of reality so what c.s lewis is talking about here is at the very heart of reality is a trinitarian god and that trinitarian god is found in a pulsating activity of dance interwoven these three persons dancing with each other creating the one but yet in the three and it's this three and oneness uh, that is really important god is one he is unified and one and when i say unified i don't mean in in goodwill i can be in unity with my wife in terms of agreement that's not what this means this this oneness is more than just in um, unity together in agreement. There's something else that makes them one, whilst at the same time, it's the threeness. There's three distinct persons. So let's just explore this for a second then. So the doctrine of the Trinity, this is what it is. It's a doctrine, it's a belief, a framework for how we understand God. This doctrine of the Trinity allows us to say a bunch of things. So one. The doctrine of the Trinity allows us to say that God is love. He is a relationship, he is community, and he is a family. At the heart of the universe, the created order, is a divine being who in himself is a family, is a community, is a set of relationships, is, is a relational being at the heart of the universe is a relationship so if god on his own one monotheism if god was on his own at the center of the universe that would mean that the power at the center of the universe uh, could not be a relational power love could not be at the heart of the universe uh, when we understand that the monotheism there is only one god in terms uh, of um the muslim faith there, there there isn't love there isn't relationship at the heart of the universe there's just a being but if god is triune then it means that the center of the universe the center of all things is a loving relationship at the heart of the universe is love the heart of the universe is relationship is community is family so the doctrine of the Trinity allows us to say that the heart of the universe is a relational, loving, communal God. Okay? Second, so the doctrine of the Trinity also allows us to say that we are created by this God. Therefore, we are made for relationship, community, and family. And because we are made by a relational God then we are invited to be in a community with other persons. We have been invited 
to be in relationship with others because and we need it like we need to be in relationship we need to be in community because we're creating the image of god and the image of god is a relational god is a community uh, a loving family at the heart of the universe you were created in this image which means you were created your very nature was to be self-giving directing yourself towards love to uh, not being self-centered uh you were created to be overflowing with love with others in community and anything but that is not what you were created for so the doctrine of the trinity tells us that because we are created in that image we were created for relationship friendship love community three the doctrine of the Trinity allows us to say this. This God isn't a dictator, therefore isn't looking for us to follow rules. But this God is looking for us to have an intimate relationship. And this is where we in the West have radically misunderstood the Christian faith. God was looking for a people to be his lovers. Ten Commandments are a set of rules that they're a framework for a relationship to thrive. God is looking for an intimate relationship with us uh, so that we would also have intimate relationship with others. Therefore, we are not just made to worship God by singing. We were made to join God in his dance. God doesn't want our religious uh, affiliation but he wants our life to be intertwined with him in the same way father son and holy spirit are intertwined together in this incredible dance god invites you and i into that kind of relationship this this is going to blow your mind and change the way you think about your relationship with god god is not looking for your religion he's not looking for you to turn up to sing songs he's not looking for you to read the bible and, and to live out the rules and the commandments and to, to just have a holy life God is looking for a relationship where you dance with him. God is looking for a relationship where you are invited into the same thing that the Trinity are doing. It's a creative, dynamic, loving um, place of energy and vitality. It's a beautiful mystery that you and I are invited into. God is not a dictator. He's a lover inviting you to dance with him on the dance floor god loves disco and he's inviting you to dance get it so often people think that god is this ruler with a set of rules that's wagging his finger saying you need to come and do these things with me we have totally missed uh, what the commands are the commands are a framework to allow us into a beautiful relationship with a god that wants us to participate to be involved with him human existence is about our participation in the life of the father the son and the holy spirit being clothed in christ covered in his blood we are invited into the dance not to just be a christian we are created in god's image that we might dance that we might be involved, that we might intertwine ourselves with God. I love it. How many Bible studies 
are very thought-provoking and very head and very intellectual. God invites you into a sweaty dance where you and he are on the dance floor busting some moves, sweating it out. That is what God is inviting you into. God loves disco. So four, the doctrine of the Trinity allows us to say if God is community, then we can't be a Christian and do it alone. We too need community. You see, this invitation is to dance with God, but it's also to be part of a dance party. And the invitation for us is to be in relationship with others, uh, enjoying what God is doing. It's like God's inviting us to the disco, to the dance floor to dance with him, and he's inviting us to do that with other people. Uh, If God is a relational being, uh, then that is what we model in the church, the same unity, uh, which means we have to be part of a community. We cannot be a Christian on our own. The doctrine of the Trinity also allows us to say five. Therefore, we are inviting people into religion, but our faith is about inviting people into God's great dance. God invites us to invite others onto the dance floor. I love this. I hope this is just playing with your mind for a moment. How do you see God? How do you understand the Trinity? It's a beautiful mystery. Father, Son and Holy Spirit in unity, together, perichoresis, circular dancing. It's a mutual interpenetration and indwelling of a dance. C.S. Lewis's words, not mine. Interpenetration and indwelling of the dance. So what does the Trinity therefore tell us about us? We are created in God's image. What does it tell us? It's not enough to invite people to church. The Trinity tells us it's not enough to invite people to church. We must include people in our lives. The invitation is to a dance to invite others into a dance for us all ultimately to spend time together on that great dance floor i hope and pray that you find that inspiring interesting a little bit equipping you might want to google what are the heresies about the trinity and you'll find adoptionism partialism modalism tritheism and many others Google them, check them out. Get your head round why we don't believe uh, certain analogies, why they cheapen the Trinity. So I end with this picture for a moment. I was teaching on this 10 years ago, eight years ago at our church. It's quite a long time ago now. And I was desperately wanting to try and help the congregation see this perichoresis. So I bought myself three large space hoppers I then invited three members of our church to come and sit on these space hoppers my church uh, at that moment post pandemic was in the round so we were in the centre and I invited these three church members to dance around each other hopping around uh, on these space hoppers and we laughed 
and we giggled and we enjoyed this beautiful space hopper chaotic chaotic dance but what it did was it gave us a picture of joy life fun celebration family chaos whilst at the same time order and it was amazing and suddenly we saw something at what the heart of the trinity is this beautiful funny enjoyable beautiful mystery that is the trinity as these three space hoppers bounced around each other may you come to understand god not in terms of modes or terms of blended beings but in terms of a trinity godhead in unity neither blending their persons or dividing their essence three persons one god who adores you who invites you into their dance for you to adore them back may you come to see god in that radical beautiful trinitarian way friends until next time grace and peace <laughs>